Welcome back and thanks for joining us again on episode 115 of the Social Liability Podcast. The only podcast where two men bitch and moan about the people in our lives that refuse to adhere to the social contract that we all agree to live by. I am your host, The Buck, with our co-host, The Raz. And joining us for this week's episode is the hero of last week, our good friend, Blue Duck, Gold Duck, or for all intents and purposes, Duck. So we've got Buck, Raz, and Duck. Buck, yeah. Raz, and Duck. Just <laughs> proves that a dick always belongs between two nuts, wouldn't you say? No, I just think that you guys... Wait, I'm the one in the middle. For, for video purposes, <laughs> he's in the middle, yeah. But my, my point is, uh, did you guys like conspire? Because I, I had such a hard time saying Duck for the last two episodes instead of Buck. And now I got to deal with both of you in the same episode. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna... Well, if it makes it easier, you can call me Buck Grundle and he can be Duck Grundle. No, that does not make things easier. That just, <laughs> that just complicates them even more. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so for those of you that are not aware, um, Duck and I are actually, you know, we, we had a podcast originally and it was all... Uh, it was called the Mount Moon Review. It was it was all Pokemon based. <laughs> Oddly enough, I know it's not really the anything to do with this kind of podcast. But then Buck and I started our podcast, and then the, the global situation occurred, and we we had a no content for the other podcast. And then you know Duck had to go get a big boy job where he was working your, your, your most bizarre schedule, worse than anything I ever did when I worked for the fire department. So uh, that that one kind of fell off, but. You know, the, the whole podcasting adventure kind of started with Duck. You know, it was Duck's idea to start a podcast. And, and ever since then, we've been doing it since now. This is what? I've, I've been doing podcasting consistently now for, what, three, four years? Something like that. Uh, yeah, probably. I think it, it was Sword and Shield wasn't out yet. Yeah, so it was quite a while back. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been going well, ever we're... since. You and I are going to be coming up on our two-year anniversary in uh, June. Yeah, the Social Liability Podcast has been going strong for quite a while. Uh, we also yeah. had, we also had another we had a YouTube show where uh, where Duck was involved uh, called the um, the Untitled Anime Show, and that kind of that didn't really go too far. That kind of fizzled out pretty quick. But, yeah. It, but it, you know, it, it's you, you try to you play around, you try it works, and I, I think the moral of this little tale of intrigue and suspense is don't be afraid to try new things. Uh, it, it's you know it, there's a there's a learning curve and once you figure it out it can be a lot of fun and it keeps you sane it keeps it keeps Buck sane anyway well there's reasonable facsimile close to sane as, as it could possibly be you know and cheese cheese is arguably slipping off my cracker regardless but this definitely helps. Right on. Well, let's start out with a story from Yahoo News. Rattlesnake handler dies, quote, doing what he loved after being bitten during Texas show. A veteran rattlesnake handler died Saturday, April 30th, hours after a snake bit him during a show. Eugene D. Leon Sr., I, I, I want to say that with like a Creole accent, but I'm not going to, <laughs> was bitten on the shoulder during the Rattlesnake Roundup event in Freer. Uh, police told KII-TV he was flown to the Corpus Christi Hospital where he died. Organizers of the Kendall County Fair Association said DeLeon uh, died doing what he loved, being with the rattlesnakes. <laughs> I bet you in those last moments he didn't really care for rattlesnakes all that much. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, Rattlesnake Roundup is put on by, by the uh, Freer Chamber of Commerce, which is which mourned DeLeon's death in a post on Facebook. The love and dedication he displayed for his community was witnessed every day for being a member of the Freer Volunteer Fire Department to being a call away for local residents to assist with removing snakes from their property. Uh, he was always ready to help. He was ne- never forgot his excitement during Roundup time from doing interviews with TV stations to appearing on local televised wildlife shows. He did it all. His sister uh, said DeLeon... Uh, had a passion for snake handling and handed, handled rattlers for many years. Uh, he was well loved by those who knew him, uh, added U.S. congressional candidate Sandra Whitman. Uh, my family and I enjoyed watching him handle these deadly snakes with ease, almost like he had simply danced with them. <laughs> he had a smile on his face and clearly joy in his heart. Uh, Fear is in southern Texas, about 110 miles south of San Antonio. And like every picture, it looks like it's taken at a county fair. Every every picture they have of this guy, of him kissing rattlesnakes and and like holding them up near his face. And I have to imagine that you know this was an inev- inevitability. It's not a matter if you get bit; it's when. You know, I have to agree with that. But as far as you know, I want to start off just by saying, as far as the score goes, I'm. I'm not I'm not even going to give this guy's in my opinion just just because this is a perfect example of somebody living their best and happiest life. You know, so what? He's got a very risky and dangerous, you know, hobby. Hobby that that he obviously has put a lot of time and stock into doing responsibly and this is this is an accident. I mean, it would be no different if evil Knievel you know, I mean, look at all the accidents he ever had. What if he just went down on a flaming cartwheel of death? You know, it's it's people being being reckless. Well, and, you know, let me let me th- ask this you this guy. Look, let me ask you this, since you, you are probably the authority on this, at least between the three of us. Uh, with the manner in which he um, met his demise, would life insurance actually pay out in any way, shape or form? Um, it's 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 endangering himself. He's engaging in dangerous activity. A lot of times, you know, insurance companies won't cover those activities. Now, see, that's that's an area where where you would have to like. I don't think that. As a matter of fact, I can say with with you know a good degree of certainty that you know, companies like John Hancock and Prudential. You know, MetLife, probably not. But I can say that there are insurance policies, you know, and companies that that do high-risk, you know, cases like this. You know, you, you can actually, like, you know, it's a little off-topic, but, like, look at, uh, look at Fabio's face. That actually had an insurance policy. That was through when he got through Lloyd's of London's, wasn't it? Lloyd's of London. Yes, yeah, you know, so you can you can privately insure certain things. I'm just not exactly, you know, I, I did do insurance for for a for a minute, but not not that. That's like that's like PhD level insurance. <laughs> so, uh, Duck, would you equate any kind of 
what, if you put this on a scale of 1 to 10 with danger, obviously this is going to be pretty high. Where do you score duck handling? Oh. Uh, <laughs> duck handling? And would he have been better off duck handling than rattlesnake handling? Well... You see, ducks like to travel in groups. So if you Ooh. get if you get if you're trying to handle a group of ducks, you could easily get overwhelmed and overpowered. Um, Venom. But if it's just, just one duck, <laughs> if it's just one duck. But what if it's a horse-sized duck? <laughs> <laughs> would you rather Venom. fight? <laughs> would Bang. you rather fight a a duck-sized snake or a snake-sized duck? <laughs> Neither. <laughs> See that's the thing. Like I, my my motto has always been, and I was I was showing you my uh, my hairy wiener before <laughs> before the show started, before we started recording. Docs and folks, don't get your heads out of the gutter. Um, my my theory has always been with pets and animals that you keep in your house and such that you never have one that you can't take in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good that's a good policy. Never have a pet you can't take in a fight. <clears throat> Sage advice, Raz. Sage <laughs> advice. That's why the buck has chihuahuas and duck has ducks. <laughs> yeah. Have you got, have you got, um, another, have you got another duck yet? No. Oh, you need no. to get more ducks. Do you oh, actually have a duck? I did. He kept them in a but bathtub. They tried to burn my house down. and I. Okay, wait a minute. Them. No, no, wait. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Okay, I'm just going to wait. Uh, the next story is on hold. Duck, please regale us the story of the arsonist yeah. duck. Yeah, foul play. Foul Let's play. hear it. It was foul play. <laughs> um, okay, so I got the uh, crazy idea in my head that I had an unusable bathroom in, or a bathtub in my house. And I was at um, like Tractor Supply or a hardware store like that getting like food dog food and they had ducks for like three dollars a duck so i bought feed i bought water like the, all the equipment and the heating lamp and you know put like uh wood shavings in the bottom of this bathtub and raised the ducks in there the issue is the ducks were already too old to like socialize so they were just afraid of me um, you had feral ducks. <laughs> yeah, and they... I, I didn't anticipate the smell, as bad as it was. Um, and then one day I come home, and my house smells like garlic bread. Which is super weird, right? You're like, oh, somebody must have just made garlic bread. But what it actually was, was the ducks got big enough to jump out of the bathtub, and they knocked their heating lamp down... And the heating lamp fell and got hooked onto the handle of the bathtub, which just melted it. And apparently, like, whatever plastic that was made out of, it smelled like butter when it melted. And then, uh... Duck! I decided it was... I decided it wasn't safe to keep them in the house with the heating lamp. So I let them go. Wait a minute, you just let them go? (laughs) Well... I took them there. There, I lived in a pretty like wetland area, and I let them go in one of the wetlands. But I dumped out the whole bag of food <laughs> for them too, so they could figure they could eat that while they figured out how to survive off of the land. That was my that was my thought process. <laughs> uh, I want to. I want to. I just. I just want to. I want to point this out. 
Duck was much younger then. <laughs> I was. I was like six years ago. Duck, you get a social liability score of a two. That's, this that's is fair. Better than any, this is better than any story that we could have fucking read off the internet, man. Duck. I'm guilty about it, okay? Duck. Duck. <laughs> I don't know what happened to them. I like to imagine that they, they're flourishing. You know, they have... I, I was... Okay. Uh, you guys, I'm going to talk, talk about local stuff. And no one is, no one's listening to this damn show is going to get it, but you guys will. In Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, there is a McDonald's on the main street. And if you go to this McDonald's, it has the weirdest drive through you've ever seen. You actually have to drive through the parking lot and weave through the parking lot as part of the drive through And one of the things that's really difficult is there's always cars there because there's always a gaggle of ducks and geese. And there was one day I was, I was trying to just park and, and chill for a minute. And there was a, a duckling and a gosling that somebody literally dumped out of their car. It, you, you tell it was like, a, a, they, we got them for Easter. These will be great. And well, they didn't want them anymore. So they literally pulled up, threw them out of the car and drove away. Well, these were domesticated, you know, they weren't wild. So my stupid ass says, hey, I'm going to pick those two up and take them home. <laughs> and, and I kept them for quite a while. They, they were named Aflac and Peo. Uh, Aflac was the, was the goose, oddly enough, <laughs> but he was the white one. So, <laughs> um, and, and once they were big enough, they, they still didn't want to fly away because they, they, they had food. They, they, were, they were content. Uh, I kept them outside in a big run, uh, just trying to like, hey, uh, it's time to go, guys, go. The damn things wouldn't leave. Uh, they would like run from you. They didn't want you to do anything with them. But if you picked one up, the other one would follow behind because they didn't want to be separated. And I think that's part of what it was is they just, they were so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, imprinted on each other. They didn't want anything. They didn't want to be apart. So I eventually took them to a wildlife sanctuary in Fairfield, Pennsylvania. And, and they had a pond there uh, where they kept like, the alpacas and stuff. And they said, yeah, throw them in the pond. So that's where they went to live. At least I was a little bit responsible. I was about ready to say. I would also. So you responsibly, you know, rehomed your avian allies (laughs) as opposed to just. just Here's a bucket of food. Good luck, fuckers. (laughs) Well, I mean, like, you know, in the. And the sink or swim mentality, I can understand why you think a duck would be just fine. It's not gonna sink. It's not good. That's exactly. That's exactly what. It, that's, as, as long see, as there wasn't a predator, a, a duck's a, a duck's obituary never says it drowned. <laughs> but see, duck, that only applies to water. <laughs> that sink or swim mentality, literally, in in real real life. Rock, not so much. Duck, good chance to swim. You know, when we're oh, duck. well, you don't want to know what I did to my pet rocks. Just kidding. I, I kind of do. No. <laughs> I'll be honest. I never, I never had a pet rock. I mean, how honest? I kind of kind of do. That w- <laughs> they're they're in the water. Is this something that we would find in the police blotter? They're they're in the <laughs> <You> water. <know. laughs> he drowned them. <laughs> He put them in a sack and threw them in the river. <laughs> duck, duck only. Uh, duck is the only, you know, who dispose of rocks using cement shoes. Yes. Jeez. <laughs> Can I also add that, like, I grew up on a farm and I like socialized chickens and like imprinted them 
And I even had a guinea hen that would fly around and like land on my shoulder and on my arm. So it wasn't the first time I tried to take care of birds. I just was not, I did not have the facilities to, to do this. I was about ready to say, like, you kept them in a bathtub. Yeah, you're impressed. Yeah, keeping them outside wasn't an option. Dude, your Green Acres Acres upbringing, as impressive as it may be, does not negate the fact that you thought raising ducks in a bathtub was an appropriate idea. Yeah. So, you know, at at the end of the day, you know, all jokes aside, at least all's well that ends well. I'm sure I'm sure that there was a lesson somewhere in there that you took away from that. And uh you know, I'm just I'm so grateful that after so much t- we we cover social liabilities all the time and it's supposed to be a funny and upbeat and wonderful show and we always end up covering like real douchebags and scales. And here we've had a social liability in now that in in real life here in the Mount Moon crew, and in all fairness, I just don't have an, a a story that that would be as funny as raising ducks in a bathtub. But I, I can assure you that I've stuck my foot in a bunch of shit myself, as uh, as far as social liabilities go. So you know, duck, don't don't let me beat you up too bad. You know, I've 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 got a shit sandwich or two that I could eat myself. Just. Not burning down my house with frickin' ducks. That's just that's just awesome. <laughs> it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> that's what that was. All right, and we're back with the second half of the show. And the first story is going to come from thehill.com. Tennessee Library offering limited edition banned books card. <laughs> uh, you, If you listen to the show for any length of time, you know we have a, uh, a sustained hatred of censorship. And, you know, we, we try to cover these stories, everything they pop up, because, you know, quite frankly, we seek them out in a lot of cases. But in this particular story, more and more books are being banned in schools across the country. That's inspired one Tennessee public library to push back by launching a campaign that encourages readers to exercise their freedom to read, including reading banned books. The Nashville Public Library launched a Freedom to Read campaign last week, and it's encouraging people to sign up for a limited edition Banned Books library card. The library is advocating for its collection of more than 2 million books and materials, which include books that have been banned and challenged for potential banning in cities across the country. There's been an alarming surge in book censorship in the United States since last year, with 1,586 book bans or restrictions put in place, according to PEN America, a nonprofit focusing on free speech and literature. Books that touch a race, gender, sex, and LBGTQ identities have disproportionately been targeted. I want Nashvillians, that's what it says, Nashvillians to know, public Nashville Public Library will always respect your freedom to read, to independently determine what you read and don't read, and to exercise your role in determining what your children read, said Kent Oliver, director of NPL. Tennessee has been one of many conservative states banning books from classrooms and school libraries, banning a total of 16 books. One Tennessee lawmaker said he would burn books taken out of school libraries during an exchange with another state lawmaker who asked what he suggested doing with the objectionable books. NPL is 
attempting to open up access to local residents interested in reading with Oliver saying that he hopes the Freedom to Read campaign will bring the community together, which is essentially to sustain our democracy. It is an, um, it, in its announcement, NPL noted that two Tennessee school districts have recently moved the novels Mouse by Arts uh, Spiegelman and Walk Two Moons by Sharon Creech uh, from its shelves. Mouse is a graphic novel depicting the experiences of Spiegelman's parents during the Holocaust. It's been frequently targeted with book bans, despite winning a Pulitzer Prize. Yeah, surprise. I always say that. I've done that since I was a kid. I've always said surprise. It's a Pulitzer Prize uh, in 1992. Readers interested in banned books can find a list of them on the NPL website, which has compiled all the books banned or challenged from the Library of Congress Books That Shaped America exhibit. There's a special collection of books by American authors who provoked thought and controversy changed throughout American history. Uh, banned books is particularly popular among Americans with an ALA survey of 1,000 votes and 472 parents from public school children finding 72% of readers opposed efforts to remove books from their local public libraries. So I want to, I want to rate this, this gentleman when we get to the end, but before, I want everybody to think about it before we get there. Let's discuss it first. But I don't want the rating to be a social liability. I think we need to rate the library director on a scale of one to five, five being awesome. Uh, and just think about that before we get there. So, Duck, have you ever read the book Mouse or any other books that are seen as problematic? Um, yeah, I think I think I've I've seen some lists of books that are banning, and there are books that were required reading for me. Um, like they they keep Catcher in the Rye. That's that's one that always gets that's one that's on targeted quite a bit as catcher in the rock. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I read that in school. Um, I mean, I I don't know the full list, but well, yeah, it seems like a lot of the... yeah. There's quite a few. Um, I know that Tom Sawyer is often targeted because they say the word Negro in it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's yeah, that's yeah. It's, I don't know. It's, it's it's a shame to pretend like it didn't happen and act like it wasn't even done maliciously in the book. No, no. Like that was, was the uh, parlance of our times. That was the par that that was the that was the way. That was the vernacular. It's that closed mindedness that is gonna like shoehorn all these people into regressing. And and that's exactly what it is, is a regress. You know, during you know, pre World War Two and during World War Two rather, when the Nazis took power, one of the first things they did was burn all the problematic books or anything that were went against the party. Uh, That's what they should do to all the books they're banning now. They should, like, put together a group of people, just call them firefighters, right? And then have those new firefighters burn all the books that nobody is allowed to read. You know, I think I may have read something like that once. (laughs) Nope, it's banned. Can't read it. (laughs) Uh, in case anybody is a little obtuse to the to the, the reference there, uh, Duck is referencing a book called Fahrenheit 451. <laughs> and uh, it, it, that book's actually been put on the ban list quite a bit. Because it, it, Seriously? It, it, yes, Fahrenheit 451 has been banned in some libraries and schools because it uh, it talks about, you know, censorship <laughs> and banning books. Because <laughs> it says banning books is oppression? <laughs> Well, it's 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 written as a warning as why we shouldn't allow this to happen. So of course you don't want people to read that if that's what you want to do. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah, I actually, I, I I actually find that burning of books can be very appropriate. Um, you know, um, 
You ever seen the movie Day After Tomorrow? They're all stuck in a library and an apocalypse that's happening and they gotta stay warm and there's nothing else around to save their lives with. And even then, they were hoarding the books that were like super valuable, but they were burning the other ones. In that instance, yes, folks, burn burn your books. But short of that, come on. Like have have a lick of sense, you know, where the I don't like censorship. I don't like censorship at all. If you, don't, if you don't like something, don't fucking look at it, you goddamn Neanderthal. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean I don't. You know, there's the UN, for example, is not even, they're not, you know, they're just as guilty in some cases. They want to ban anime. The UN wants to ban anime. Now, luckily, most civilized countries have stuck their nose up at them and said, eat a dick. And I'm telling you right now, UN, you can eat a dick. <laughs> uh, if you don't like something, don't fucking look at it. I mean, really, yeah. uh, why Why do you think you have to be the guardian of normative behavior and, and determine what is appropriate for the masses? What makes you the higher authority? Well, that's the issue here. They, they're trying to stop children from being groomed by just grooming them the way they want. They say, yeah, we're, we're going to stop this grooming by grooming them our way. They're, it's an oxymoron, and they are oxymorons. No, they're just morons. I was about ready to say, it just sounds pretty <laughs> like morons to me. But this dude in the article, you know, basically saying, I don't care what everybody says about this uh, bullshit banning stuff. If you come here, read it. Look for it. Search for it. Research it. If you got something that you want to find, you can find it here. And if you don't want to look at it, then fucking don't. Yeah, there's a, there's a there's a whole section of uh, uh, books right, right down there, right down that aisle, about the pout pout fish with the pout pout face who spares the jury rearies all over the place. You don't have to read Mouse. You don't have to read Tom Sawyer. You don't have to read Fahrenheit 451. You don't have to. No one's saying read this or else. No, they're saying hey, it's available if you want it. If you want to, we're not going to keep you from getting information. That's not what that's not what a library is for. You know, a library provides all of the information and that's what they are doing. You know, we, we make jokes nowadays about Google being the repository of all human knowledge. Um, don't ever believe that, folks. It's a joke. OK, uh, Google is not the repository of all human knowledge. Uh, it, it is anything. It's just because it's on the Internet doesn't make it true. Also, just because it's in a book doesn't make it true necessarily. But, you know, we do you know deposit all of our our learning and everything we pass on for generations you know a hundred years from now we are not going to be judged by by awful haircuts and and you know ill-fitting clothing or or obsessions with diet coke it, it, you're going to be judged on your literature on what is left behind for the, the knowledge that you have amassed during this this time in history and passed on to future generations censoring it does not does not it, it's just wrong it's wrong and you don't have a clear picture of what was done and what is going to happen and you know history doomed to repeat itself i'm rambling here and one of you guys needs to stop me because i'm just i'm, I'm kind of losing my mind with this the censorship stuff i can't stand it actually like, i don't i don't know how to I, like i i i how am i supposed to like stop that man yeah that was I that mean, was weird. 
Yeah, I mean, like, if if I thought you were being offensive or, like, out of order or something, I, I would have been like, and, uh, and he gets a five for awesome. No, you were right in line there, man. Don't, don't worry about it. Okay. That's why we have a podcast, man. That yeah. is, this is our show, dude. <laughs> and and guess what? If you don't like it, you don't have to listen to it, but we really wish yeah. you But we, we really wish you would, you know, and maybe tell a friend, you know. <laughs> Please, please don't ban our podcast. Don't cancel us. Oh, don't cancel no, us. No, 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 no. So I, I'm going to give a score of one to awesome. This library director gets an awesome. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll second that. See, we went from the worst episode scoring in history, Duck, to now <laughs> you know we're kind of like no score, you know, good, no score, and we, we didn't score Duck. Maybe we should have, but we're not going to. No, I did. I got two. Oh, you got a two. Okay, Buck gave you. Yeah, two. I gave Duck a two, man. I gave Duck a two. So one right, liability for each Duck. So we went from a perfect, no. perfectly <laughs> awful score of a twenty. Now we're we're sitting at two, but let's try and see what this last one is going to get us. This is coming from KFOR, Oklahoma's News Four. And I, I want to point out that even though I'm in Oklahoma, I'm not the one that finds these ones. I don't know why Buck always sends me these Oklahoma stories. I think he just wants to point out like how just goofy this state is sometimes. Moving on. Teens catfish teacher share his explicit images, deputies say. <laughs> Three teenagers pretended to be a 35-year-old woman online, got explicit images of a teacher, and then distributed his, his images to his students, Michigan investigators say. The kids, all between the ages of 14 and 15, made a dating profile posing as a 35-year-old woman using photos from the internet. Van Buren County Sheriff's Office Captain Jim Sharon, Sharon? C-H-A-R-O-N, let's go with that, told Nextstar's Wood TV, uh, Sharon said that Gobbles, Gobbles, G-O-B-L-E-S, Gobbles teacher, sent sexually explicit images and videos to that profile. Uh, Sharon said that the three teenagers did not go to the district where the teacher works, but two of them knew him because of his, they were his he was their driver's education teacher. There was some reference that the two students were trying to blackmail their teachers, uh, their driver's ed teacher. They didn't carry through on those acts though, so they didn't technically blackmail him. Uh, Sharon said that three teenagers did share the explicit images and videos to other students the teacher taught. Detectives still don't know why. What do you mean you don't know why? They're teenagers. They're, they're douchebags. They're, they're, they're fucking douchebags. That's what they do. Uh, when you're talking about doing something and you're pretending to be someone else that you're not, then all of a sudden private information is shared. You treat that private information as a joke. That's when people want people held accountable for certain things, and rightfully so. The school, the school district got word of the images and called the sheriff's office Monday night. The teacher is not accused of any wrongdoing. Sharon said the teacher believed he was interacting with a consenting adult. According to investigators, he did not know the teens were behind the profile until the sheriff's department contacted him. He was doing something he thought was between consenting adults. All of a sudden, now, this guy is basically all over the news for something he thought he was doing uh, in private with another consenting adult. Sharon said the teachers and their families are cooperating with the sheriff's office investigation. The Van Buren County Prosecutor's Office is waiting on the police report to be finalized before deciding the criminal charges against the teenagers and whether the case will be handled in juvenile or adult court. There are some allegations that were made that the students were involved in, uh, so we had to look into it and see what those allegations could uh, get minors in trouble. Uh, the Gobbles Public School Superintendent uh, declined a request for comment, citing an ongoing investigation. Those kids better get in freaking trouble. What the shit? They better get in trouble. 
That's oh my gosh! But what kind? Well, of I got trouble? such a, I got such a problem. They, with that. I don't I don't know what kind of trouble. At the know, very least, they're they're distributing uh, pornographic material to minors. That is true. See, I, I'm I'm literally sitting here trying to think to myself, and usually I'm the one that comes up with it. Is what could you charge them with? If they, if they didn't blackmail him, even though they said that was their intention initially, um, what could? There be, but yeah, uh, corruption of minors charges could could be appropriate. Um, or whatever it is in that jurisdiction, because it, it changes from locale to locale. Um, but yeah, I, I guess that could be an appropriate charge. Now, they are 14 and 15 I, years old, so the, the likelihood of them being uh, transferred to adult court is extremely low. I, I, I would say it's virtually non-existent. If this does go to charges, it's going to be handled in the juvenile system, I believe. But at the same time, do you really either think, way, do you think this either- guy can teach in that school district anymore? That's no, the thing, man. Like these these kids, really, they they. Mm. Yeah, I mean, man. I mean, I see a civil case in the works here, but you know, what are you going to get for but a fourteen, how, fifteen year old? But <laughs> right, I mean, like, who, who's are you going to hold their parents liable? I mean, like, is that even a thing for something like this? I I don't I don't know. It, it depends on the that, jurisdiction. It depends. It's just such. This is just such a gross, gross thing man like they he thought he was just with trying to get with another chick another consenting adult yeah and there's a lot of people that are going to listen to this and say well he should have been sending pictures of his dick well he he did he thought he was exchanging pictures with an adult and you know what what there's nothing wrong with that yeah we live in the 21st century like that's how it's done like come on you know, Look, consenting before, adult. Before it we, starts before, with before we before we get on the rabbit hole and get get into a situation where we're all embarrassed, why don't we just take a look and see what we're working with and see if this is something we want to give a shot at? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you don't want to get in a situation where all of a sudden there's laughter involved. Okay. <laughs> at least you can't hear it. Yes, at least you can't hear the laughter when it's done this way. <laughs> right. Oh, I mean, like at least oh, he's gosh. not in trouble. That's that's the biggest takeaway from this because you always hear when your parents are telling you to be careful on the internet. Like, hey, it doesn't matter if there's any kind of allegation, you're done, right? Pretty much, especially as well, a, especially as an educator. Those are, especially, those are the warnings well, I received. So I'm glad that somebody is looking at this with a regular like my state of mind and not oh, but here, throwing the book at him for nothing. Here's the thing. You Once you the, know you there's can't... you know there's parents in that school mm-hmm. district who are looking for the hang this guy from the gallows. You're from... darn right. You can't put the truth back in the box. You know, like that's this 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 shit's this ball is rolling. This ball is rolling. This man is now in the port of public opinion. And there are those who will have the opinion that no matter what, his image is now on on the phones and devices of minor children in the school district, and that his he should have known better. He's a teacher. He shouldn't have been able to do those things online. That's that's what people are. Gonna, he should have conducted himself in a more you know conductable manner or whatever. Yes, you know? yes, yes. People, teachers aren't real people. They should not. That's, that's they, exact, shouldn't, they shouldn't mm, engage in sexual activities. <laughs> that's that's what's going to happen. And this poor guy is going to be subject to the court of public opinion. And it's a terrible, terrible thing. I mean, his, his career in that school he, district's done. It really he, is. Right. 
unless well, unless he's hung like a Clydesdale, and you know the legend of his phallic you know instrument then you know permeates the 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 zeitgeist of that <laughs> of that school district where they're all around like that's the teacher with the huge cock. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> now, he, now he's got all these parents, single mothers, <laughs> calling him up. All of a sudden, I'd like to get a parent-teacher <laughs> conference. <laughs> I don't even. Your kid's not even in my class. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, man. Either way, these kids may not get into like any serious legal trouble over this because of their age. But here on the Social Liability Podcast, these these little bastards get a four. I, I can co-sign that. Yeah, I'm even debating a five. You you give whatever score you want. We never we never shame that's, each other for scores. No, nope. we all have, we have our own, we, we each have our own criteria. For, I, I reserve yep. fives usually for like murder <laughs> and death. But but no, that that is your own discretion, man. Scoring is up to you. Yeah, I just think about how we, how he probably felt. Sexual stuff aside. And, and, After realizing and, his girlfriend was fake or whatever. Well, not just that too, but now his career is essentially stalled. And even after this goes away, he can go to a different school district. We'll apply for another school district, rather. And what's the first thing you do when you have a new applicant? You Google them. And this dude's going to pop up. Oh, this is the guy that has dick pics everywhere. Yeah, you know what? I'm actually, I didn't even, like I thought about it, but I really didn't go that deep into it. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to raise mine up to a just based on that, like these kids, they did something that absolutely, it may not have like killed somebody, but it might as well have. It definitely it might as a, well it, have. It might have killed a career. Well, and, and think about that. Like this guy, what's, what's he going to, he went to college. He spent money like getting trained and for, for this occupation. And these kids just went and shit the bed all over. And he didn't even yeah. get laid. Nope. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead. I'll escalate that to a five. He even got blue balls out of it. I mean, come on. All right, yeah. folks, that's gonna bring us to an end to another episode of the Social Liability Podcast. I just want to take this moment to remind everybody: the Social Liability Podcast costs nothing. The only thing we ask you to pay is attention. If you would please tell a friend, like, subscribe, whatever it is you do, you can find us on just about any podcasting platform, as well as our YouTube channel. Just search for the Social Liability Podcast, where you can see full video episodes of of these just ugly dudes that's just that's just another way to put it uh, and a duck ugly dudes in the duck and, and oftentimes bad haircuts but that being said folks i am the raz Grease. they are the duck and the buck wishing you all a happy and safe week and we'll catch you on the next episode <laughs>